going. Four two three, get fame. That's four two three, get fame. I would tell you to leave a message, but the truth is, I don't really care. I've had this hotline open for months, and not one of you jokers have what it takes to be famous like me. So leave a message if you want, but don't expect a call back. I've got way more important things to do than to waste my time on losers like Mascarita Sagrada and you all. Thank you, and have a nice day. Hey there, folks, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 21 of the Grave Consequences Podcast. Of course, we are here to review Lucha Underground Season 2, Episode 21. That is titled Six to Survive. My name is Caleb Baldwin. You can follow me on Twitter at IamCalebB. Follow Greg at XMaserati. Uh, we have a Twitter account for the show as well, uh, at GC underscore cast. Also... Check out everything here on the Social Suplex Podcast Network, including the uh, new to the network. I mentioned it on last week's episode. The AEW Match Guide Podcast that is hosted by Sir Sam of the Wrestling Headlines website, formerly Lords of Pain. And check me out every Wednesday night on Eddie and Caleb's HeroCast. That airs, that drops right after AEW Dynamite. Every Wednesday night. That is a hero movie based podcast. At this point, we're somewhere in 2008. We've already recorded Incredible Hulk. We're recording Hancock this week. And speaking of, it is Thursday, October 28th as of recording. And Greg, how are you doing? This is the uh, second part of our two episode recording here. I am hurting, but I'm powering through it. Yeah, he took a he took a bad bump on the last episode, but he's. He's going to power through it. Yep. Fell right on my dick. <laughs> Somehow. Somehow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, so, uh, uh, Vampira is going to help me get better with hot wax. Hot wax and uh, <laughs> a baseball yelling. bat to the yam bag. Yes. Yes. He's going to yell at you. He's going to dress up like Tobias from Ghost. He's going <laughs> to do all these things, man. And this is a one-match episode. Um, it's not one of their better ones, in my opinion. Uh, I will take... Actually, as far as the one-match episodes go, this is the worst one. Now, granted, they've only done three others. But, in my opinion, this is the worst one. You know, it's funny you say that, because even though I told you I liked it, and I'm probably, yeah. I'm definitely going to rate it higher than you, it yeah. is the weakest one episode. Well, I mean, one that's not... Episode. I was going to say, this isn't definitely... This is not an insult, but it's like... Okay, you've had you've had all night long between Prince Puma and Johnny Mundo. You've had both Aztec warfare matches. I would take all three of those over this one. This were was Grave a consequences all episode? No. No, there were other matches on those episodes. Okay. Um that being said, no, could you imagine those guys doing stunt brawl for 45 minutes, dude? That would get old. Uh <laughs> I think I could dig it. <laughs> I'm saying that we get old, my man. Uh, so, like I said, this is a six-pack challenge. The uh, the working title of the match is Six to Survive. Um, your combatants here, you've got King Cuerno. You've got Ivalice, Taya, Pentagon Jr., Phoenix, and Johnny Mundo. And 
Vampiro, by the way, one of the first things on commentary, Vampiro says he has no idea how Pentagon was able to come back. And it's like, oh, nice lie there, pal. Yeah, it's this is one of those subtle stories that doesn't really it doesn't land. Yeah, like exactly. we, me and you, it's like I know we kind of beaten this on a beating the dead horse here, but we know what's happening. But even work, it, that just makes it more disappointing. <laughs> yeah. No, you were you were absolutely right. And. Man, this was OK. There's a lot of working together here, specifically Johnny and Taya and Penta and Phoenix, of course, them being real life brothers, the Lucha brothers. They work together a little bit here and there. And the first elimination of the night. And this was huge. Pentagon or pardon me. King Corno is setting up for a thrill of the hunt when Mil Muertes comes comes back with Katrina in tow and he returns and he attacks King Cuerno and Johnny Mundo capitalizes as uh, as um, Mil is outside the ring staring at Cuerno the whole time. Mundo capitalizes, hits into the world and King Cuerno first eliminated. He was first eliminated, but he took a nasty. Spe- well, he took an awesome spear, and he took a really nasty looking power bomb. Like it didn't look like Pil- uh, Mill got him up all the way and kind of spun him around a little bit. Yeah, uh, it was believable. It was an earned. He, he they basically wrote him off the show. You know. Yeah. Way. Uh, it was. Ble- it didn't make him look weak because uh, it's freaking Mill. You know, it's Mill. Yeah. Uh, Mill doing his. You know, five moves of doom on him. <laughs> Did he hit the flatliner on him? No, it looked like he was gonna set it up, but he uh, he should he didn't, have. He should have. You're right. He absolutely should have. He did. He should have hit the. He should have hit the flatliner, and Johnny should have crawled into the pin. That would have been cool. Yeah, it just kind of goes with Johnny's character to steal to steal it, even to that extent. You know, I um, like it when they keep Cuerno strong, though. So I would have been cool if he got hit with the the same moves: the spear, a power bomb, and a flatliner, uh, and the clothesline, and yeah. then. Johnny does the uh, end of the world because then it's like, okay, there's no way he should kick out of that anyway. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. So before the next elimination, did any particular spot stick out to you? Uh, I'm going to be honest. It doesn't. No spots really stick out to me until the final four. Uh, I will say that Taya's interactions with Ivelisse. I think Ivelisse was a little off. Because Taya yeah. has no problem with anybody else, no problems with anyone else. But when she's with Taya, she's kind of like a little bit off. Mm. And I'll, I'm just gonna say, Ivelisse was the weakest. She was definitely the underdog. But also, yeah. the, the, as soon as she was gone, I was, I was, I had no problem with her when she was gone. I was like, fine. Like she just, you know, you knew she wasn't gonna win. Yeah, Ivelisse got eliminated by Taya. Uh, next up, okay. Before the third elimination, did what what stuck out to you, my man? Well, I don't know if you caught the uh, interactions between Stryker and Vampiro. I did not. The Stryker spends the whole ap- episode like asking Vampiro like his opinion on things. Yes, yeah. And Vampiro keeps going like, "I don't know, man. I I just can't tell." And he's like, and then at one point he's like, "You're you're asking me all these tough questions." And and Stryker, I think, in frustration, was like, "Me asking you questions is." It's a hard question. He's like, me asking you questions about the match is, is a tough question. <laughs> and he goes, man, I'm sorry, man. I'm just trying to enjoy the match. He's like, all right. He goes, you should be a politician. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, I, you got nothing useful out of Vampiro this whole match. Exactly. I don't think. This was some of Vampiro's worst work. I'd say so, yeah, because he just... 
I think when he's not talking about himself, he struggles. Yeah. I would take the freaking the big kibosh guy from Ultima Lucha last season over this guy. He was good. Yeah. He just he just, you know, had a word he had a word crutch, you know. But either way. Um so Taya, like, she took a shattered dreams to the old hoo-ha, didn't she? Okay, so so we got rid of Cuerno and Ivelisse? Yes, yeah. So we're at the final four? Yes. If okay. <laughs> Pentagon does those na- those nasty like tie kicks to your legs. Yes. He does that to Taya. Like he just he just homes in on on Taya because he becomes Mundo and Taya versus Pentagon and and Phoenix. It just yeah. becomes that. Well, Pentagon is doing those kicks to her. He kicks her in the ass three times, specifically in the ass. Yeah. Uh, he also does the shattered dreams on, on her uh, on her vagina. I'm just gonna say it like <laughs> that. <laughs> and the crowd pops for it, but like he's really targeting her lower half of her body, her ass or her vagina, like the whole match. And it's like, and he's doing yeah. that leg slap thing. So it's like, look, like it gets weird. I, is what I'm trying to imply. Like, it's like, he's really getting sadistic on a very particular part of his body. It's like, is Pentagon an incel? Mm, maybe let's not rule it out. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, yeah. It, it, if you thought, Taya versus Cage was rough. I found this rougher because those were power bombs and slams. This was targeted like strikes. <laughs> yeah. To sensitive areas. Like, cause your ass is sensitive. You ever take a needle in your butt cheeks? It hurts. You know, uh, no, but I've taken other trauma to it. So yeah. Yeah. When you're a baby, you, you did, but uh, yeah, you'll be sore for a while, but Taya actually her and Mundo, like it because the the whole uh, intergender match thing is still kind of debated online and in other circles. Like you know, do people like it? Should you be? Are you a weirdo if you like it? You know, do you hate women if you like it? Do you hate women if you don't like it? Kind of thing. But Taya actually, she's a good wrestler. At least I, I haven't seen a lot of her Impact or NXT stuff, but like she can hang with Phoenix and Pentagon. Like her and Mundo are a great tag team. Like it was a good like if if you had if you got rid of the Sinister Six bullshit, it <laughs> got rid of Querno and Ivelisse because you you wrote them out anyway. If you just had a, a tag match between Taya and and Mundo versus Pentagon and Phoenix, you'd have a great match, dude. Because this is when the match actually got interesting to me. It wasn't up until this point. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. But Taya ate a uh, what was. Is it package pile driver? Yeah, he, he eventually like this is he he did the shattered dreams. He takes her out for a little bit, does the t- the leg kicks. Then he kicks her in the ass once or twice a few more times. Uh, and I'm not that's not an embellishment. Like he's kicking her in her butt. Uh, yeah. He brings her in and he does. Eventually, Mundo gets upset uh, and he gets in Pentagon's face because he lets the whole thing is he always lets Taya take you know hits for him but eventually yeah. he even gets pissed off and he's like yo <laughs> you're hitting my girl uh yeah. and him and pentagon go start going injured but then that gets interrupted and pentagon starts picking on women again and he finally <laughs> lands a package pile driver and puts her out 
and it, 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 it up until that point, dude, like Taya looked like she looked like she belonged any way more than Ivelisse ever did. Because yeah. Ivelisse, when she's in the match, it's always the guys missing punches, missing attacks, her getting out of any move they do, like just mm-hmm. being all of a sudden she's fucking Neo. Whereas yeah. Taya takes all the hits. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and that's sure. my thing is like, I don't want to see an intergender match where the whole thing is like, oh, the woman's untouchable and she can't do and they can't do it. They can't land a hand on her all of a sudden. Yeah. It's like, that's just, I, it's formulaic. It's stupid because Ivelisse isn't that good. <laughs> Whereas uh, Taya, she's going in there getting, she got destroyed by Cage. She's taken all of Pentagon's worst shit. <laughs> and it still takes a package pile driver to take her out. I mean, for me, I think it just makes Taya look way better, way more like if you're going to give me an intergender match, she belongs way more than Ivelisse ever will. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. You're not wrong, my man. So our final three, we've got Phoenix, Pentagon Jr., and Johnny Mundo. Uh, what did any spots before the elimination stick out to you here? <sighs> any spots stick out to me at this point? No, it's it's kind of I can't say because it didn't they just start going into their not their greatest hits, but there's nothing I hate to say it this way because it's a bad choice of words, but there's nothing unique I can think of. I know Mundo, well, I think it does a reverse run at one point. Yeah, I was going to say the elimination in particular is unique. I forget how he eliminated Phoenix. So, OK, well, here's the thing. Uh, Johnny Mundo was the next person eliminated. And it's because, okay, Pentagon and Phoenix are going back and forth and Phoenix is Pentagon's trying to roll up Phoenix. Phoenix is trying to roll up Pentagon, but he's got him in like a wheelbarrow position Mm -hmm. and Phoenix while, you know, having his legs held by Pentagon happens to land on Johnny Mundo's chest. So it's like, like Pentagon or pardon me, Johnny Mundo has the weight of like the lower half of Pentagon and like the entirety of Phoenix on him and he gets eliminated and he's pissed as he should be but yet i do remember that now yeah yeah and then we got 12 minutes of uh brother on brother fighting and the thing i love you know when you've got best friends in the ring with each other or brothers in the ring with each other they go a little harder because they know they can not only do they go harder but they it completely switches and then they 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 both do back-to-back submissions yeah very yeah. cool looking submissions too, like very technical. They they get very, they technicos, but they get it gets very technical. They they just bring out their best stuff, and this is where the match got even better, in my opinion. Because at yeah. first it was nothing; they were writing people out, you know, with Mill, and they got evilly out of there. Then it was a great tag match, as far as I'm concerned, yeah. and then it becomes just like this awesome dream match of Phoenix versus uh, Pentagon. It's way better than their season one match. Yeah. Well, I remember their season one match being specifically like very short, but um, yeah, the, the thing though, again, and I'll go back to it about, you know, you seeing brothers or best friends in the ring with each other. You know, they might throw a potato or two, but it's not a big deal because they know there's no, you know, harm intended there. You know, they know they truly have the best uh, interest at each other, you know, uh, for each other, you know, at heart. But it's like, I'm going to get a little more out of you because I know you're not going to take this personal. And, you know, it's funny, in the previous episode, I, I noticed when they tagged, there was one point where Phoenix got tagged in by Pentagon. Yeah. And they they kind of, for a split second, they dropped characters, and you could tell it was a tag between at least friends. 
before I yeah. knew they were brothers. Like you yeah. can tell the, when they be when they become Lucha Bros. Like yeah. it starts not doesn't start here. It may have started before this and they can AAA, but they they're just on the same page. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, when you come from the same womb, you're gonna have that. That's just a natural progression, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, twelve minutes of these guys just going back and forth. And if, I, if even if I remembered a specific sequence, I wouldn't tell anyone because they should go back and at least watch it as soon as Evilise is or Queer is eliminated in Evilise. As soon as it becomes down to the four, yeah, it's you don't. I'm not going to spoil anything for you, but you should go and watch it because it's great. Yeah, but I mean, like I said, ten minutes of amazing back and forth, and of course, Pentagon gets the win. And Vampiro seemed shocked and maybe a little upset too. By the way, yeah, I he his he drops character and goes into character. He's basically schizophrenic. Yes, like actually schizophrenic. But I mean, Pentagon gets the win. We've got our main event. Or pardon me, sorry, I should say we've got our Lucha Underground Championship match for Ultima Lucha Dos confirmed. Matanza Cueto versus Pentagon Jr. Matanza and Dario come out to the top of the steps of the temple. It's like, wouldn't you? Why didn't they come out of their office? <laughs> I didn't even think about that. But either way, they're at the top of the steps for the imagery, and Matanza holds up his belt. Dario holds up his key, and Pentagon just stares him down, and that's the episode. That's the episode, and. You know, you hope going into it like this is this is a quick rematch, frankly, and it's going to be on their ultimate show. Uh, If Pentagon wins, is that too soon? If Pentagon's loses, what's the point? I feel like they kind of regardless, I think they kind of booked themselves into. A corner because, you know, you better go all the way. They they basically hot. They they use Pentagon and he did. They didn't really appreciate him until his match of Vampiro. Frankly, Mm -hmm. and then the second season, they they have him immediately break mill's arm like they go they completely hot shot him yeah and you know do you capitalize that in the correct way or do you do you little just go to waste like what are they gonna do i'm going to give you an analogy on how they have handled pentagon so far on this this run okay so you have a, a guy who, you know, you don't have a lot going for him, so you change things up a little. He comes, you know, he comes back, he gets a new character, he starts going on a tear, he's breaking arms, he's squashing people, he almost, like, he, he nearly breaks in Melissa Santos's arm, he nearly breaks Sexy Star's arm, someone intervenes, you get a hot feud, um, going into Ultima Lucha. You start the second season, he breaks the champ's arm, the indestructible champion's arm, and it's like, okay, they're going to do this now. And then you get to the title match, and they throw a third guy in there, so he doesn't necessarily have to take the pin. So you've protected him, but you haven't pulled the trigger. You take him off TV for weeks, you know, weeks, man, like probably a full month, maybe a month and a half. After he loses a championship match yes, by himself. Exactly. 
And now you've got him come back for another match, and we'll see how that goes. But basically, I'm saying this, Pentagon so far, and people may not like the comparison because all the guy's an asshole, but Pentagon and Lucha Underground so far is like 2012 Ryback in WWE. I don't don't get that reference because I wasn't watching back then, but uh, hopefully others do. Well, Ryback uh, was formerly Skip Sheffield in the Nexus. He broke his arm. He was out for like a year and a half, two years. Comes back summer 2012, gets on an undefeated streak, basically out there looking like Goldberg in a singlet, Mm -hmm. Um, squashing people. He's got the feed me more. And that gets really over. You know, he can do a shoulder twitch and people are just chanting feed me more. And eventually they hot shot him into a title match with CM Punk and they do all these, you know, smoke and mirrors to protect him. But it's like they never pulled the trigger on him. Mm-hmm. And it's like you've taken the wind out of the sails of like a strong baby face on your roster when you do that sort of thing. And that's kind of like to a lesser extent what Lucha Underground has done with Pentagon Jr. here. You know, I, I, I yeah. I, and I think what the thing is that they basically tease what fans of him wanted like i wanted him to win the title so bad i was i still am a huge pentagon fan like he was my kenny omega of lucha underground Uh, yeah but and this is something a lot of companies have a problem with because it's not easy i don't want we should probably emphasize that it's you know on paper it's easy to say like oh you messed this up but like in reality it probably is hard to when you have someone you want to be uh you want to keep them in the pocket as your guy in case anything else goes wrong, but you're not ready for that yet. It's hard for companies and promoters to keep them busy with something and still keep them hot, uh, without, you know, sending them occasionally into the main event zone. Like, okay, you can, you, you gotta be able to have someone have like a blood feud outside of the main event title picture yeah. and still yeah. keep them up. And it's doable. But sometimes they think the only way to keep them hot is to keep them near the main championship. And you just got to you got to find a way around that if you're not going to pull the trigger. And if, you, if you're going to feed and if you keep feeding them to a champion, then you are feeding them and you need to acknowledge that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, folks, that is the episode. We thank you for listening. Um, Ooh, we got to grade it. Yeah, we do have to grade it. Um, I'm going to give it a B minus. I the Pentagon win was obvious in my opinion, and not just because I had seen this before, but the match was fine once you got down to the final four. But those that first third man, kind of slow, kind of clunky. I I definitely agree that you know Evilise and it's a cool concept. The the Sinister Six or what six to survive? Six to survive, yes, sir. I'm gonna keep saying Sinister Six. I might even name it that. But you should. Um. You know, Evil East, it's just one of those characters where they're like, trust us, she's tough. She could hang with the guys. Oh, they're, they're all of a sudden, they're inf- inferior and stupid. And they can't hit her. Now they're all of a sudden oafs with their punches and their strikes. Yep. All of a sudden, she can get out of everything. And and that's a, that's, a, that's a death sentence for people when you push that on me, when it's like, oh, okay, so all of a sudden, they can get out of everything. Uh, I don't like it. Uh, Quirino's great, but, you know, he got written out pretty early. Yep. Uh, and it does. And I do love it. I did love the tag team 
between Taya. Taya impressed the shit out of me in this match. And I, I, hopefully, I don't I don't get canceled for shitting on Ivalice too much. Yeah, but the uh, the main huh? you shouldn't. She's a pariah, so you should be fine. Hopefully, I mean, because I and I do, and we like. I think we like Ivalice, right? I do. Yeah. Yeah, I like her too. It's just like I'm gonna like we gotta we gotta give our opinions. That's our that's our show. We gotta say what we think about an episode. I think she her gimmick of just being oh I'm so tough, you know, and and her toughness only being that people all of a sudden become. It's kind of like Superman versus Batman. Every time Superman fights Batman, he becomes an idiot. Yeah. But then when he's fighting Lex Luthor, he's a genius. Yeah. And it's just I hate that crap. And uh, Taya goes in there, and she just she hangs with the dudes like their cage destroyed her <laughs> pentagon destroyed her in different ways one was power slams one was all you know uh roughneck strikes and you know attacks and she can still go uh mundo we love mundo mundo's great and phoenix versus pentagon is great mm-hmm. but i know where this is going uh, even yeah. with my dementia, I know where this is going, and uh, I'm, <laughs> it's pretty clear I'm not too excited. Yep. Uh, I'm going to give it a B plus because it, uh, for a one match show, it kept my interest. It actually took me out of my funk when I, I wasn't really enjoying the previous episode. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Well, folks, again, that's the show. We thank you for listening, and God bless you. And just remember that uh, if you are a woman in the ring with uh with pentagon jr you uh you might just suffer grave consequences <laughs>